Welcome to A Lamp and a Light. My name is Melissa, and I am so thankful today that we can gather with the Word of God, that we can gather together, but that we are also gathering with the Word, because, you know, the Word is Jesus. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And we know that any time that two or three of us are gathered together, whether it be me here and you there, but we're gathering together in one place, in one accord, in one spirit, that Jesus is with us, that the Holy Ghost is with us, that the Father is with us, and that he has a magnificent work to do in our lives. And so it is today. He has a magnificent work to do in our lives as we read his word and honor it. And let's just get into it because it's rich today. God, we just come before you in the mighty name of Jesus, and we ask you, Lord, to anoint this word, to change us, Lord, to encourage us, Lord, to move us into places of glory, to be changed from the glory to the glory. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 1 Kings 5, 1 through 6, 38. And Hiram, king of Tyre, sent his servants unto Solomon, for he had heard that they had anointed him king in the room of his father. For Hiram was even a lover of David. And Solomon sent to Hiram, saying, Thou knowest how that David thy father could not build a house unto the name of the Lord his God, for the wars which were about him on every side, until the Lord put him under the soles of his feet. But now the Lord my God hath given me rest on every side, so that there is neither adversary nor evil occurrent. And behold, I purpose to build a house unto the Lord my God, as the Lord spake unto David my father, saying, Thy son, whom I will set upon thy throne in thy room, he shall build a house unto my name. Now therefore command thou that they hew cedar trees out of Lebanon, and my servants shall be with their, thy servants, and unto thee will I give hire for thy servants according to all that thou shalt appoint. For thou knowest that there is not among us any that can skill to hew timber, like unto the Sidians. And it came to pass, when Hiram heard the words of Solomon, that he rejoiced greatly and said, Blessed be the Lord this day, which hath given unto David a wise son over this great people. And Hiram sent to Solomon, saying, I have considered the things which thou sinnest to me for. I will do all thy desire concerning timber of cedar and concerning timber of fir. My servants shall bring them down from Lebanon unto the sea, and I will convey them by sea in floats unto the place that thou shalt appoint me, and it will cause them to be discharged there, and thou shalt receive them, and thou shalt accomplish my desire in giving food for my household. So Hiram gave Solomon cedar trees and fir trees according to all his desire. And Solomon gave Hiram twenty thousand measures of wheat for food to his household, and twenty measures of pure oil. Thus gave Solomon to Hiram year by year. And the Lord gave Solomon wisdom as he promised him. And there was peace between Hiram and Solomon, and they two made a league together. And King Solomon raised a levy out of all of Israel, and the levy was thirty thousand men. And he sent them to Lebanon, ten thousand a month by courses. A month they were in Lebanon, and two months at home. And Adoram was over the levy. And Solomon had threescore and ten thousand that bear burdens, and fourscore thousand hewers in the mountains, beside 
the chief of Solomon's officers, which were over the work, three thousand and three hundred, which ruled over the people that wrought in the work. And the king commanded that they brought great stones, costly stones, and huge stones, to lay the foundation of the house. And Solomon's builders and Haram's builders did hew them, and stone quarters. So they prepared timber and stones to build the house. And it came to pass in four hundred and eighty Yet year after the children of Israel were come out of the land of Egypt, in the fourth year of Solomon reigns over Israel, in the month of Ziph, which was the second month that he began to build the house of the Lord, and the house which King Solomon built for the Lord, the length thereof was threescore cubits, and the breadth thereof twenty cubits, and the height thereof thirty cubits, and the porch before the temple of the house twenty cubits was the length thereof, according to the breadth of the house, and ten cubits was the breadth thereof before the house, and for the house he made windows of narrow lights. And against the wall of the house he built chambers round about, against the walls of the house round about, both of the temple and of the oracle, he made chambers round about. The nevermost chamber was five cubits broad, and the middle was six cubits broad, and the third was seven cubits broad. For without in the wall of the house he made narrow rest round about, that the beams should not be fastened in the walls of the house. And the house, when it was in building, was built of stone made ready before it was brought thither. So there was neither hammer nor axe nor any tool of iron heard in the house while it was in building. The door in the middle of the chamber was in the right side of the house, and they went up with winding stairs into the middle chamber and out the middle of into the third. So he built the house and finished it, and covered the house with beams and boards of cedar. And then he built chambers against all the house, five cubits high. They rested on the house with timbers of cedar. And the word of the Lord came to Solomon, saying, Concerning this house which thou art built in building, if thou wilt walk in my statutes and execute my judgments and keep all my commandments to walk in them, then will I perform my word with thee, which I spake unto David thy father, and I will dwell among the people of Israel, and I will not forsake my people Israel. So Solomon built the house and finished it, and he built the walls of the house within the boards of cedar, both the floor of the house and the walls of the ceiling, and he covered them on the inside with wood and covered the floor of the house with planks of fir, and he built twenty cubits on the side of the house, both floor and the walls, with boards of cedar. He even built them from for it within even for the oracles, even for the most holy place. And the house that is, the temple before it, was forty cubits long, and the cedar of the house within was carved with knops and open flowers. All was cedar, there was no stone sent. And the oracle he prepared in the house within, to set there the ark of the covenant of the Lord. The oracle in the forepart was twenty cubits in length, and twenty cubits in breadth, and twenty cubits in height thereof. And he overlaid it with pure gold, and so covered the altar which was of cedar. So Solomon overlaid the house within with pure gold, and he made partition by the chains of gold before the oracles, and he overlaid it with gold. And the whole house he overlaid with gold, until he had finished all the house, also the whole altar that was by the oracle he overlaid with gold. And within the oracle he made two cherubims of olive trees, with ten each ten cubits high, and five cubits was the one wing of the cherub, and five cubits the other wing of the cherub. From the uttermost part of the one wing unto the uttermost part of the other were ten cubits. 
and the other cherub was ten cubits, but the cherubims were of one measure and one size. The height of the one cherub was ten cubits, and so was it of the other cherub. And he set the cherubims within the inner house, and they stretched forth the wings of the cherubim, so that the wings of the one touched the one wall, and the wing of the other cherub touched the other wall. And their wings touched one another in the midst of the house, and he overlaid the cherubims with gold. And he carved all the walls of the house round about with carved figures of cherubims and palm trees and open flowers within and without. And the flower of the house he overlaid with gold within and without. And for the entering of the oracle, he made doors of olive tree. The lintel and the side post were fifth part of the wall. And the two doors also were of olive tree. And he carved upon them carvings of cherubims and palm trees and open flowers and overlaid them with gold and spread gold upon the cherubims and upon the palm trees. So also made he for the door of the temple post of olive tree, a fourth part of the wall. And the two doors were of fir tree, and two leaves of the one door were folding, and the two leaves of the other door were folding. And he carved thereon cherubims and palm trees and open flowers, and covered them with gold fitted upon the carved work. And he built the inner court with the three rows of hewed stone and a row of cedar beams, in the fourth year was the foundation of the house of the Lord laid in the month of Ziph. And in the eleventh year, in the month of Buell, which is the eighth month, was the house finished throughout all the parts thereof, and according to all the fashion of it. So was he seven years in building it. Acts 7, 1-29 Then said the high priest, Are these things so? And he said, Men, brethren, and fathers, hearken. The God of glory appeared unto our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia, before he dwelt in Charon, and said unto him, Get thee out of thy country, from thy kindred, and come into the land which I will show thee. Then came he out of the land of the Chaldeans, and dwelt in Charon. And from thence, when his father was dead, he removed into the, this land, wherein ye now dwell. And he gave him none inheritance in it, no, not as so much as it to set his foot on, yet he promised that he would give it to him for a possession, and to his seed after him, when as yet he had no child. And God spake on this wise, that his seeds should sojourn in a strange land, and that they should bring them into bondage, and entreat them evil four hundred years. And the nation to whom they shall be in bondage will I judge, said the God. And after that they shall come forth and serve me in this place. And he gave him the covenant of circumcision. And so Abraham begat Isaac and circumcised him the eighth day. And Isaac begat Jacob and Jacob begat the twelfth patriarch. And the patriarchs moved with envy, sold Joseph into Egypt. But God was with him and delivered him out of all of his afflictions and gave him favor and wisdom in the sight of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And he made him governor over Egypt and all his house. Now there came a dearth over all the land of Egypt, and Chanan, and great affliction, and our fathers found no sustenance. But when Jacob heard that there was corn in Egypt, he sent out his fathers first. And at the second time, Joseph was made known to his brethren, and Joseph's kindred was made known to unto Pharaoh. Then sent Joseph and called his father Jacob to him, and all his kindred, three score and fifteen souls. So Jacob went down into Egypt and died he and our fathers, and were carried over into Sichem, and laid in the sepulchre that Abraham brought for a sum of money of the sons of Enmore, 
the father of Shechem. And when the time of the promise drew near, which God had sworn to Abraham, the people grew and multiplied in Egypt, till another king arose, which knew not Joseph. The same dwelt subtly with our kindred, and evil entreated our fathers, so that they cast out their young children, to the end they might not live. In which time Moses was born, and was exceeding fair, and nourished up in his father's house three months. And when he was cast out, Pharaoh's daughter took him up, and nourished him for her own son. And Moses was learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptians, and in mighty in word and deed. And when he was forty years old, it came into his heart to visit his brethren, the children of Israel. And seeing one of them suffer wrong, he defended him and avenged him that was oppressed and smote the Egyptian. For he supposed his brethren would have understood how that God by his hand would deliver them, but they understood not. And the next day he showed himself unto them as they strove, and would not have set them at one again, saying, Sirs, ye are brethren, why do you wrong one another? But he that did his neighbor wrong thrust him away, saying, Who made thee a ruler and a judge over us? Wilt thou kill me, as thou didst the Egyptian yesterday? Then fled Moses at this saying, and was a stranger in the land of Midian, when he begat two sons. Psalm 127, 1-5, A Song of Degrees, for Solomon. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat bread of sorrows, for so he giveth his beloved sleep. Lo, children are in heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is the his reward. As arrows are in the hands of a mighty man, so are the children of the youth. Happy is the man that hath his kiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies in the gate. Proverbs sixteen twenty eight through thirty, a froward man soweth strife, and a whisperer separateth chief friends. A violent man enticeth his neighbor, and leadeth him into the way that is not good. He shutteth his eyes to devise froward things; moving his lips, he bringeth evil to pass. In our reading in the Old Testament today, Solomon is building a temple. He is not just building any temple; he is building the temple that his father David had the vision for. His father David told the Lord he was going to build him a house. He was going to build him a temple. And there was this dialogue between God and David where God says, you would do that for me? You would build a temple for me? No man had ever said he wanted to build anything for the Lord. But here David, he wanted to build God a temple to dwell in place to dwell in that wasn't a tent that moved around from from place to place but it was a firm place with a firm foundation and here we have Solomon he wants to carry out the vision of his father and he says thou knowest how David my father could not build the house could not build it why because there was wars which were about him on every side God had given him a vision but he couldn't carry it out because wars came against him And the enemies came against him. And so here's Solomon. He is purposing to build the house in the name of the Lord. As the Lord spake unto David his father, saying, Thy son, whom I will set upon thy throne in thy room, he shall build a house unto my name. And so it made me think, 
We have elders, we have people that have gone before us, even David and Solomon and people like that. They've gone before us and they all had visions. Our forefathers had visions. Our pastors have visions. There's a vision that God's given them. And it flows down from generation to generation. And it shouldn't be this that different. But maybe for the time, it looks a little different. And it is a good thing to come to come into agreement with the vision of a leader. To come into that agreement with it. To carry it out. That even if they can't carry it out because of all the things that the enemy plots against them. That the enemy shows them the wars, the, the infirmities, just any kind of thing that comes against. And there are so many things that come against. It is not wrong to come into alignment with that vision to carry it out. Because here we see Solomon and he's building a temple. And it's not just going to be any temple. It is going to be a glorious temple. And you know, in thinking of that, God has built his temple inside of our hearts. And it is a glorious temple. And the vision that David had in building that temple with the firm foundation and glorious in every way, that temple that we should be building in our hearts, a glorious temple, a a firm foundation for the glory of the Lord and our Father and Jesus Christ. Oh, it is just a glorious thing. I am just in a place this morning in reading this because, you know, our elders, they get older. They get older. And sometimes their vision is so glorious that it can't be contained in one generation. And it is our place to step up and to raise up that temple, to raise up that temple, not only in our own hearts, but But, you know, the body of Christ is not just one temple. It is many. It's me. It's you. It's all of us together. And let's just come into unity today and raise up the vision. Raise up the vision of maybe it's your pastor. Maybe it's somebody that you follow, an evangelist, an apostle, a teacher, somebody that leads you. Because in the end, the head of this house is Jesus Christ. So we come before you today, Lord, and we just ask you, God, we ask you, God, to help us to build the temple, the temple that you have for us to build, build it in our hearts, build it for the others, build it so that we can get out into the community to draw others in, that this may be a glorious temple to your glory, your body, Lord, one body, one mind, one accord throughout this whole entire world, Lord. Because that is the way it's going to be in the end. And we want to start it today. We come before you today, Lord, and we say we love you. We love your word. We thank you for your word, God. And we'll give you the glory, honor, and praise as we walk it out now in Jesus' name.